0: hello this is Sharon Steitler the bird chick and I am here with non-birding bill hello and it is our goal to podcast
1: is that is that our goal I know it's your goal what's your goal live man
0: that's what it's all about man peace love and rock and roll right right Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll.
1: Those little candies. is that what the or... hippie
0: thing was all about? It's just peace, love, and rock and roll.
1: It was understanding. It wasn't particularly... No, there
0: was a song, but I seem to remember, like, on a dragnet or something, that somebody was like, it's just peace. That's what it's really I, all about.
1: I, I don't know how to explain to you, this to you. Rock and roll may not have been an accurate portrayal of the 70s.
0: So it was know. peace, love, and disco?
1: It was. <laughs>
0: Peace, love, and some easy listening.
1: I get the feeling that Jack Webb's conception of what a rock show was only slightly more square than Woody Allen's depiction in Hannah and Her Sisters, where there's a (sighs) punk band playing and everybody is sitting at tables watching them.
0: Yeah. No, 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 yeah. No, no. So that's
1: that's probably yeah, I would I not. Just
0: think songs about aliens are so exciting.
1: All right. Do we have actual stories? Actually, now
0: now her? I actually have the uh Jack Webb hippie music. So if you've
1: ever listened <laughs> It's one guitar. You know what you know what hippies love? Accus- like single rock guitar solos. electric solos that's what they absolutely love.
0: you know what i want i want peace love and 1980s sexy sax music
1: there was a uh girl in my high school who was a very ardent christian not to criticize her for that but she was so ardent about it she had a shirt uh with three mice standing in front of a huge block of cheese singing into microphones and the shirt in the shirt it's, they had a caption of the mice singing sex and cheese and rock and roll. And she wore this shirt, but she crossed out sex and wrote Jesus above it. Jesus and
0: cheezus? Jesus. Yes.
1: Jesus and cheese and rock and roll.
0: Jesus and Jesus and rock and roll. See, I would have like crossed out the cheese-its. cheese. No, not I know, but it would have been funnier. Sure. If she had done well, yeah, sex and cheeses and rock and roll. you And know, she and wore had, like, this
1: so that you could knew that she had crossed out the sex. Like, she didn't obliterate it. She, like, X'd it out.
0: Okay, do you want to... Okay, I'm just going to give you an example of the horrific shirt that was allowed in my high school. Okay,
1: yeah, lay it on
0: me. Uh, there was a guy who wore... Oh, it,
1: you've told me this. Yeah, story. but I
0: don't think we've told it on the podcast. So, in my high school, there was a guy that wore a t-shirt that had, like, um, a girl selling merchandise, you know. She looked like a cigarette girl she had, like, a little cart, but it had, like, Buttons and yeah, things like that that much. you could buy. And she was passed out in a corner. Mm-hmm. You couldn't like see naughty bits or anything like that, but sure. she was wearing a, a tight dress. Mm-hmm. She's passed out. Her underwear is around her ankles, and spray-painted above her is Guns and Roses was here. And I just mm-hmm. remember thinking... I get in trouble for wearing shorts to school, and this guy can wear this shirt. Oh! 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 And there was also the guy who wore the shirt Hitler World Tour on it, and it had Adolf Hitler on it, and then the list of all the cities that Germany took over on the back. This
1: Spurting Podcast is off to a very odd, odd start today.
0: I'm just saying that... And it
1: all started with you saying rock'em roll.
0: Rock'em roll. No, no. But I'm just saying, like, you're... I, I wish our biggest problem was...
1: Oh, it definitely wasn't our biggest problem.
0: Was... St- Sex but it and just it struck me as that yeah, just I know.
1: brought back that memory.
0: Oh god! And then the other thing that made me angry about this was, oh, don't wear a Joe Camel shirt. Don't wear a Spuds McKenzie shirt. Boy, I'm really so dating myself to, now. You
1: were allowed to, like, I got away. I had a a shirt uh, that had like a, a white bull terrier like surfing and wearing jams and stuff, mm-hmm. but it didn't say Budweiser on it. It wasn't like an official shirt. It was like no, a, they banned and all that the was, bull was, terrier shirts. Yeah, it was, that was like, that one was okay.
0: So it's like. Hey kids, don't drink or smoke. But you know this whole like passed mm-hmm. out like.
1: Did your did your school have an unofficial like okay smoking area? Mine did. Oh, like over yeah. behind over behind the wood shop. You had like, to be like you, a certain age. Like occasionally they would like drive them off, but very rarely. Like that's where teenagers could go and smoke, and like the teachers wouldn't hassle them.
0: Uh, that was the girls' bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> he, he would walk into the like, bathroom, and there was this wall of. Aquanet and cigarette right. smoke.
1: Twice a year, I think they would like say, "Okay, no, you can't smoke. That's illegal. Like you can't like." But this was the eighties, of course, and like I think everybody just like got tired of it.
0: I distinctly remember uh, in Catholic school, so I would have been like fifth or sixth grade. Like the principal always smoked his pipe, and mm-hmm. so you could smell that all over the school. You oh, knew sure. Mr. Greer was around. But I also remember like going into the teachers' lounge. Oh which yeah, tons this, of <sighs> this haze of smoke. Yeah. Terrible day that must have been for them when they realized that. Oh, we can't smoke and I don't smoke. Uh-huh. I don't get it, but I understand that it is a stress relieving oh, type sure. thing. It'd be like someone saying, like if they allowed drinking and suddenly, like, yeah, you can't drink on the the teacher breaks anymore. Yeah. We well, this to... podcast got... This podcast got... Oh, so I say, it ends.
1: It's, it's got very Suddenly, my monocle has popped off. Would you find it, All please? right, so
0: um, I'm going to read... actual
1: bird news to talk about? Actually,
0: I, we, we have a reader question.
1: I think Boy, you need if... to post that people need to skip past... The, to the five-minute, five-and-a-half-minute mark if they want to get to the actual bird no, news. what's going to
0: happen is people are going to be like, oh, yeah, totally, I remember Aquanet and Cigarette Smoke. And then, like, young people that happen to listen to this podcast are going to be like... These people are way older than I realized. No,
1: they're just popping mollies, and uh, they're doing e and heroin in the.
0: So if we say popping molly's, are, are we sounding like basically the equivalent of hep to the lingo? You know, I'm so... down
1: with the street. <laughs> Let's get to the actual news. Please. Okay,
0: actually, first we have a a podcast listener question based on uh, our last podcast. We have a
1: podcast listener.
0: We have a listener named Johnny. I'm not going to reveal the full name because I'm not sure Johnny knew that we were going to read. Johnny
1: the has a problem. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Johnny is responding to the cowbird story last time. Okay. The Manchurian cowbird. Oh, yes. I recall that, yes. So if you, if you spoilers, if you didn't listen to the past He last, heard the call
1: and he realized he was a cowbird uh-huh. suddenly.
0: Yeah, and now he's very conflicted sure. and wants some advice. You know, he wants anyway, to stay in contact with his old family. Anyway,
1: that's the premise of my YA novel. Uh, if anybody wants to pull We shit. could write
0: a whole bunch of YA novels. I'm based not on writing
1: birds. a YA novel with you. Why not? That would be a terrible idea.
0: Oh, come on. Our marriage could survive it. No, it
1: couldn't. Okay. So what is his actual Johnny question?
0: says, like, um, <laughs> often on Facebook pages, I'll see someone post a picture of a nest with a cowbird egg in it, mm-hmm. and they'll ask what's up with this egg. And while most people will identify the situation and leave it at that, some, sometimes people will say things that frankly upset and bother me, like, throw it out. I always remove the cowbird egg. They're parasites, not songbirds. And I'm always compelled to say, A, technically, they are songbirds. They are passerines. They mm-hmm. fall into that whole Icterid category. <clears throat> uh, B, they're protected under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, sure. which they are, technically, uh, unless you get a depredation permit and you get permission to shoot them, like I you do if you're doing someone... golden wing warbler surveys.
1: Okay, yeah. Like Unless you're protecting, like, <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, no, a cowbird has moved into my area. Unless you're doing, like, bird preservation, yeah. Yeah.
0: And C, the effect they have on uh, the population decline is exaggerated, and there are far greater threats to birds than... Birds than a native bird species. Mm-hmm. Like, let's look at global warming, deforestation, mm-hmm. and I generally share a study or two. Um, so, here's my question Am I being too defensive of the cowbird? I've so often found myself a cowbird apologist, <laughs> which is a great band name. Uh, I used to play bass
1: Cowbird Apologist.
0: Now I've developed a, a kind of protective fondness for them. Is this misguided? I know they're a protected yeah. species, but. Are they as much of a menace as people think they are? Or is their impact overblown? It
1: depends on how far you carry it, in my opinion. Like, if you... No, I mean, the things you are saying are right. If this becomes your whole online identity and you can't let it go until the person admits you're wrong. Just putting the information out there, I think, is perfectly fine. Feeling that you have to, you know, defend this idea to the death is... Because realistically, like you said, global warming is much like somebody. Well, I, what
0: Johnny said.
1: What Johnny said. Well, I'm talking to him. I'm not. Okay, talking to you. Okay. Okay. Oh,
0: well, you looked at me, so I was confused. Sharon,
1: this is an A to B conversation. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: it's not why always don't about you
1: <laughs> see your way oh, out?
0: Oh, I got burned. You did. I got served. Oh, shit, um, I put
1: on. But uh, yeah, just I mean, just putting the information out there and letting people know because some people don't know. Like you can, you know, let somebody know, but like it, it really. It, it if it depends on how far you take it. Like when I see something, people post stupid shit. I'll say, "Here's an alternate point of view."
0: I love how reasonable you're making yourself sound.
1: Oh, Just. that's completely different. Like when <laughs> when I go off the beam, I'm not even talking to anybody.
0: No, you're not.
1: But like when you're actually engaging with somebody, like this, like I'm trying. I can't think of a recent thing where somebody posted something stupid something completely partisan is like actually here's the other side We can this. go this is what into what you
0: posted last night no um mm. so so actually johnny here's the thing um you know there there is a time and a place to be you know the cowbird apologist, because you're right, they are That's my new podcast. Why we uh, I, I, I want to start that podcast, no. cowbird apologist? Um, they I'm sorry. they are a native I'm species. Sorry. <laughs> they are a native species. They are kind of, sort of protected under the migratory bird treaty, unless they're being a problem. Case in point, Kirtland's warblers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that permits have been taken out so they can take out cowbirds. But there's <laughs> here's the thing about cowbirds. They there, there are studies that show that, the, and we've talked about this on the podcast, where the female keeps tabs on those eggs. Mm. So if you remove the egg, there have been studies that prove that the female goes right. back, destroys the nest, so that the warbler will build again and she can lay another egg. Yeah. And this is also what we talked about in the last podcast about how the females hang around in the territory and make that sputtering sound. And right. it kind of triggers the Manchurian candidate thing in the cowbird nest and like the young cowboys realize oh wait i'm not a warbler
1: and let's also not forget that this is what this animal does it's doing this is its yeah. natural thing it's just been to super do.
0: successful thanks to us yeah um so i mean it's good to put the information out there but here's the thing don't get too invested with yeah. birds on on the line
1: don't become like the problem with this is people have this like sharon pointed out There are, like, legitimate ecological concerns where these... I didn't point this
0: out. Johnny pointed it out.
1: They might be just... I'm not talking to you.
0: (laughs) You just said Sharon!
1: That's why I was not talking to you. I said your name. Um, There are legitimate ecological concerns that they might be pushing out an endangered species or a threatened species or what have you, but otherwise... It's not, yeah, it's not going to have an effect on, like, we're not going to lose sparrows or cardinals because of what this
0: bird is doing. Now, there are some golden-winged warbler and Kirtland's warbler people that would say, but Mr. Steitler, non butting bill, yes, we will lose these birds if we don't reduce the cowbirds. Anywho. Um... Am I
1: talking to the ghost of Winston Churchill?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, then I would sound more like this. Actually.
1: It's, oh, I'm sorry. The point I was going to make is don't get into, don't make this a moral issue for you. Yes. Make it an intellectual issue. Like, you run into people who go too far. And we've talked about bluebird enthusiasts yes. and other things like that. Yeah. Or, or like Purple Martin people who yes. want to save those. It is possible to go too far and it becomes a moral issue rather than an intellectual issue. Yeah,
0: so, so keep it immoral is basically our advice, Johnny. <laughs>
1: It is not my advice to be immoral with birds.
0: Is that, as long as everybody's consenting, that's, that's all I care. For. Actually, what is
1: with you tonight.
0: I'm just happy to podcast. I'm just so happy. To, I, don't I don't love lie. traveling. I'm just like I have had
1: one beer, and I'm starting my first whiskey. And you are <laughs> off the beam.
0: I got ambushed okay oh so i had to deal with a lot of visitors today uh-huh. and then i got ambushed by like 130 campers from someone who thought oh i can just show up and like you'll deal with these 130 <laughs> so there campers was and a little like, pile no. of leaves
1: and there was like a snickers bar in the middle of it you're like oh freaky auntie!" and you walked <laughs> over
0: actually i also i just have to tell you what's like playing in my head right now mm. you remember in return of the jedi when um spoiler alert in- spoiler yeah. alert if you've not watched return of the jedi stop listening uh when when darth vader reveals that he's his father
1: that's empire strikes back what did i say return of the jedi okay
0: yeah empire strikes back <laughs> it's
1: been a long day i long love the fact that you gave a spoiler alert for the wrong movie <laughs> i'm going to start just start doing that okay anyway uh spoiler alert for the big sleep it was actually the woman who shot uh, Humphrey Bogart's <laughs> partner
0: Including African Queen. No. <laughs> Spoiler alert
1: for The Witches of Eastwick. It turns out that John Huston is the bad guy.
0: Angelica Huston isn't even in that movie.
1: John Huston.
0: I know. I know. I was making another joke on your joke. God Almighty. It made sense. In Do my you head. see what I'm dealing anyway, with here, folks? Anyway, the cowbird. I suddenly oh, have this God. idea of like the cowbird is in the nest and the female shows up and does a little They're sputtering sure. call, okay. and then like the cowbird is like on the nest, is like, no.
1: Nah! I am uh, no, okay. It's gonna be that's on. That's not
0: true. I'll never join
1: you. It's gonna be on Redbubble tomorrow, folks. So get your T-shirt on in now. If I had more
0: time, I would totally be making these little videos of cowbirds finding out that they're that they're cowbirds in the nest and like having this existential crisis. <laughs> if
1: I was a better, if I was a better uh, drawer, if I was a better illustrator, I would uh, do one of cowbird hatching and looking around, going, "Fuck this egg." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be cuckoo. Technically, oh, the, the, okay. they're the ones that like the of uh-huh. that push but yeah, yeah yeah fuck this egg oh <laughs> we could get videos and like make a gif of yeah. that fuck this egg fuck this motherfucking egg
1: okay alright thanks for the letter that, yeah thanks
0: Johnny no one else is gonna send in a letter ever again anyway send emails if you want advice ask us birding advice or otherwise
1: sure
0: um let's see oh I want you to tell me if you think this is real news or fake news
1: <laughs> okay
0: Nude sunbather injured in Townsville after Eagle mistakes his testicles for turtle eggs. Uh,
1: That is fake news. I read that story. Yes,
0: that is fake news. Anyway, Mm -hmm. that's all I wanted to say about that is that it's really fake news and it's all fun and games, but...
1: (laughs) Until someone loses a testicle.
0: Yeah. And no one has lost a testicle to a bird that I know of.
1: Why would an eagle... Do eagles take eggs from the ground?
0: I think this is one of those, like, weird eagles. You know, you have your serpent okay. eagles, your eagle owls. But I just mean, is
1: that, like, even a behavior that they would do? Like, that they would... I mean, I know they, they're scavengers, but would they...
0: Here's the thing. There's poach. a whole world of eagles out there outside of North America. It's a
1: world of eagles.
0: I don't know. I'm sure there's an eagle-esque something out there. Mm-hmm. I, I, where was I? Was I in Spain? And we looked at something, and it was called an eagle, and I was like, well, that's just basically a giant goshawk. And they were like, ah, oh, it kind of is, but we... This is what we call it. Anywho, yeah.
1: So that is fake news. That, but I had heard that story.
0: All right. So here's another story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Birds use cigarette butts for chemical warfare against ticks. Okay. I don't know if, if how birds are definitely using cigarette butts.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably coincidental. I don't think that the birds have figured out. I mean, it's it. We've talked about this before. It's evolution. Evolution. It's it's you know it's appealing to the human mind to say, well, the you know. Evolution decided that uh, (laughs) birds that that adapted better to smog survived. And it's really, it's completely random. So birds that, I'm sorry, so cigarette butts are hampering ticks in nests, I assume.
0: So Constantino Marcias Garcia at the National Autonomous University of Mexico.
1: That's a great name. It's an autonomous university.
0: And his colleagues have spent several years studying the curious cigarette habit in urban house finches. Okay. Uh, initial evidence hinted that nicotine and other chemicals in the butts help deter insect pests and, uh, from moving into the nests. Mm. Nicotine does have anti-parasite properties, okay. but it wasn't conclusive. Here's the thing. How do the birds know that the cigarette they don't. butts? They don't. So they've just been picking this up. So to firm up his mm. conclusion, uh, Marcius Garcia and his team experimented with 32 house finch nests. Mm-hmm. One day after the eggs in the nest had hatched, they removed the The birds nest- were smoking. Jack Webb was very disappointed. No, he was uh, not.
1: He was a big cigarette smoker, and he was sponsored by cigarette smokers.
0: Oh, so all their nests were uh, sound off for chest Yeah, and exactly. Killed. Yeah. Uh, the researchers removed the natural nest lining and mm-hmm. replaced it with artificial felt to remove any parasites that might have moved in during brooding. Okay. They then added. Oh God, this is terrible. They then added live ticks to ten of the nests. Okay. Dead ticks to another ten mm-hmm. nests. And left 12 nests free of ticks. They found that the adult finches were significantly more likely to add cigarette butt fibers to the nest if it contained ticks. What's more, the weight of the cigarette butt material added to nests containing live ticks was on average 40% greater than the weight of cigarette butt material added to nests containing dead
1: ticks. So what this suggests to me is that there's some instinctual advantage, or maybe I don't know if it's tied to genes or if it's just a taut behavior, that they know that they need that these cigarette butts and of course the birds that have this have healthier and more children and they probably pick up this behavior from their parents either through breeding or through being taught this
0: so here's the thing that i wonder you know is there and some way And also smoking
1: the, is cool. Let's just be yeah, clear oh, about that.
0: House finches. That's why it's so really adaptable. the coolness. You know they are, are the Hollywood finch. They so are. of course they like were, yeah. we're with that smoking generation. Sure. Now. But how did i mean how did the house finch is there something that they can detect that's like, oh, this... I no, know. it's... Maybe they can. Maybe they can see something. Not, or maybe there's an aroma that they associate with lack of ticks. Well, I mean, maybe, how do you know? but what I mean, I'm saying is... why are it's... you just bringing back... I don't because know. Because it
1: implies a, a reasoning ability. Dog fur. It implies a, a reasoning ability that I don't believe birds possess. I think it's instinctual and or habitual. It's like, oh, we have these... My parents always had these objects in our nest. This is missing from the nest now. I need to add this to the nest.
0: But why did they do it once the ticks were added? I don't know. Do the ticks put off a smell and they're like, I don't like this smell. And then they're like, oh, nicotine. I like this smell. I am not
1: prepared to make the leap that, that birds understand that cigarettes kill off ticks
0: oh i i agree with that like i but i'm wondering there has to be something out there that they're picking up on because like Mm -hmm. when i was talking to an avian nutritionist about Mm -hmm. how birds register food it's different from us it's not necessarily all Mm -hmm. about flavor it's like they eat something and then something is triggered in the brain that Mm -hmm. says this is good eat more of this Mm. so that's why i'm kind of wondering it's like oh this is a smell i don't like And I'm not saying it's smell, sure. because there's so much we don't know about smell. And from what we do know about birds' sense of smell, it's not that great. Well, Or is it something in the ultraviolet? It's like, I see this in the nest. I need uh, this other color in the nest. I'm just- Well, it's sort
1: of like you explained to me at one point, there are certain birds when they're babies, they have like a yellow marking around their mouth, and yeah. that encourages the parent to eat them. And then as the bird ages, that marking Th- that disappears. That encourages the
0: parent to eat them?
1: Just to feed them, I'm sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> you know. Depends on the bird. I don't have kids. Um, <laughs> and then as that marking disappears... The parent is no longer encouraged to, yeah. to feed that bird, and it has to, like, go out and, like, teach it how to eat.
0: All right, so towards the bottom of this article, mm-hmm. it says that uh, Garcia's earlier study suggests that this putting cigarette butts into the nest is, can be harmful. Mm-hmm. Quote, the butts cause genetic damage to finches by interfering with cell division, which we assess by looking at their red blood cells, he says. Yeah. So I think the anti-parasite effects the cigarettes provide must outweigh any negative problems they cause. Well, how would the birds know that? <laughs> how would the birds know, oh shit, There is um, so they're not dividing their cells right.
1: They, they wouldn't know that. That's the point that I'm making, is that they don't know that. Anyway. They're not doing this because they've, they've reasoned it out.
0: This article is an interesting teaser. I don't want to say it's a hot mess, but it's an interesting teaser. Is this
1: a new article? Uh, are, you, are you changing stories on me?
0: No, I'm not changing stories Oh, this is still me.
1: the same story. Okay. This is,
0: still, this is from June 26,
1: 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, w- I wasn't sure if you were moving on to the next story.
0: I'm about to move on. To- okay, for the next story, do you want serious or fun?
1: Uh, just whichever. Lay it on me.
0: Okay, I'm going to do a serious story so that way we can insert... Fun. Okay. Bird Conservation Group's win Fight Against Great Lakes Wind Project. Oh, okay. So we've talked before about the American Bird Conservancy and mm-hmm. my love-hate relationship with them. Sure. I love the work that they do. I hate their advertising.
1: Okay.
0: They're not advertising to me. I'm the choir. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, they and Black Swan...
1: <laughs> I don't have a reaction to that. Okay, it's yeah. Just, I it's just...
0: It's one, of the, it's, it's one of the many things. A lot of the organizations I love, you know, it's like why did you advertise like that? I would never give you money, but I know what you actually do, so I'm going right. to give you money. And it's like, American Bird Conservancy does the same thing. It's like, can I not see your press releases? And then that makes me want to give you money because when I see your press releases, I'm like, Ugh! But then at right. the same time, they, they do a lot of smart things with uh, the legal system. I would And rather, they get shit done.
1: I would rather have pandering advertising and smart policies than the other way around. Because I've seen that. Wait, like, you'd rather really- have... Pandering advertising that like is... So you'd you know, rather
0: have Sarah McLaughlin and... Yes, if they're song. actually helping
1: people okay. rather than super slick advertising and a really stupid... Org- I don't want the advertising agency to be smarter than the organization.
0: Okay. Well, well, you know... As long
1: as they're doing good work, they're... I can forgive advertising.
0: So, so American Bird Conservancy... Uh, actually does good work. I mean, they, they put their money where their lawyer is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so they uh, worked, and we've talked a little bit before about uh, wind farms and proper placement. Mm-hmm. And if you're friends with the uh, Ken and Kimberly Kaufmans on Facebook mm-hmm. or Black Swamp Bird Observatory, you know that they've been fighting a wind farm. Well, I just got a press release that said the American Bird Conservancy and Black Swamp Bird Observatory have won their campaign to stop a planned wind turbine in a major bird migration corridor close to the shores of Lake Erie. This is a terrible place for a wind farm to go. Uh, It's a major migratory corridor. Uh, The other thing is, like, it's one thing to have wind turbines on land and you put them up and it's like, you can see if it was not a good place because Mm -hmm. you can see the dead bodies afterwards. Mm -hmm. You're never going to see the dead bodies in Lake Superior. You're going to know they're there, but they're going to sink. So, uh... So, yeah, uh, in response to a lawsuit uh, that was brought by the American Bird Conservancy and Black Swamp Bird Observatory, the Ohio Air National Guard has announced that it has not approved or authorized plans to install a large wind turbine at its Camp Perry facility in Ottawa Mm. County, Ohio, and that it has no plans to do so. As a result, ABC and BSBO filed a motion today in U.S. District Court to dismiss the lawsuit. It's
1: good. Yeah, it's good news for migrating birds. I I wish we could find a better place to, like, obviously that's...
0: There are okay places for wind I know, but mines. it's
1: like, well, that's where the wind is. That's why the birds go there. And just like, I wish there was a better, I wish there were better solutions for green energy, especially as, you know, we get into stuff like fracking and, like, shale runoff and all this, There, you know, I mean, in
0: the grand scheme of things... Uh, there's
1: not a lot of money in it
0: fracking and yeah. oil it, they kill birds too yeah. but what's happened is that because wind turbines are out there and in the news mm-hmm. and that you know birders are watching yeah. for it and saying hey it shouldn't go necessarily in this really windy spot yeah the energy companies will latch on to that and say oh this is why you don't want wind turbines there yeah. they're killing all these birds and it's like yeah they are but they're not killing as many as you yeah and it's it's fascinating to me like even um the leader of this country right now frequently uses birds to attack the wind industry i'm like like you even know what a bird is <laughs> apart from a pigeon but as some i i have done uh bird survey work in the energy industry there are good places when turbines turbines can go there are okay places when turbines mm-hmm. can go there are terrible places when turbines can go right. um and there are also interesting studies out there too where uh migratory birds are learning routes. Mm. They're learning where dangers are, and you can see things like migratory birds shift patterns when they get to a known wind farm. So... One of the things, and this was kind of brought up with the Calbert, Johnny's Cowbird question earlier. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the name of Johnny. It just makes me go back to those lines. Welcome to a
1: Bell Lab film. Johnny's Airbird problem.
0: Johnny the Cowbird apologist. Um, but <sighs> there...
1: There are good places for wind farms good, to go. I
0: know. I, was, I had another point, but then I got distracted by our Johnny film strip joke. <laughs> I'm beach balling. Yeah. Um But I'm oh the argument that was had is like there's so many other things killing birds, why mm-hmm. should we focus on this one thing? That's a terrible argument. Is and when someone argument. says something like that, they're trying to distract you from the yes, overall argument. Just because there are other things doesn't mean we should focus on mm-hmm. should not focus on that one bad thing. Right. Cat people do a great job of this, like, well, you know, so many other things are killing birds. Why are you blaming cats? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that. Oh, looks- I saw somebody
1: use that in reverse. They were talking about the like the Viking Stadium and construction oh, yeah, about things yeah, like that. Yeah. And it was like, so you're sure these skyscrapers, but they're good for the economy. And really, cats are causing more problem. Why aren't we focusing on cats? That is
0: a classic misdirection. Yeah. They're trying to like, it's like, no, we should really focus on everything. And yes, we cannot fix everything right now we should fix what we right. can where we can okay and anyway so that
1: was the fun story give me the serious one
0: uh no that was the serious story oh I'm sorry okay um here oh, we go oh my god um here's here's a story happening now dick sizzles oh yeah
1: alright what's up with the dick sizzle dick
0: sizzle dick sizzle is on the
1: move okay
0: dick sizzle so dick sizzles we've done
1: 224 of these I can't laugh at dick sizzle anymore
0: you you can't <laughs> laugh at dick sizzle
1: I don't find it as hilarious as I did the first time. Let's put it that way. What
0: about what about the banding code for Dick Sizzle? Where it's just all caps, Dick.
1: Hilarious. <laughs> so Dick Sizzles are on the move.
0: Dick Sizzles. So Dick Sizzles are one of those birds where they have a range, but the outer edges of their the range. Problem is,
1: you're selling the Dick when you really need to be selling the Sizzle. <laughs> See, that's a joke.
0: Ooh. Did you just school me, Mr. Steitler? Did you just, just, wait, 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 Did you just dick-sistle-splain to me?
1: <laughs> I, I bird joke-splain to you, yes. You,
0: you dick-splain to yes,
1: me. <laughs> a, that's a different thing.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Well, I now I kind of want you to demonstrate what a dick-splain is. All right.
1: What's the story?
0: Okay. So uh, dick-sistles, they, they they have their core range, and then there's the outer range where some years you, you, you get a lot of dick Okay. and some years you don't get any dick-sistle at all. Okay. And this year appears to be an eruptive Dick Sissel year. All right. And so...
1: Uh, <laughs> Let's continue with the story. I'm just going to walk out of the room here.
0: So anyway, uh, people are interested in your reports of Dick Sissel. Uh, this was this would be a tremendous thing to report into eBird. So it, okay. have you noticed Dick Sissels and you've not had Dick Sissel before? Have you found freedom and exploration and self-satisfaction with dick sisles in your patch please put that into bird, and and don't make the mistake i did where uh you thought you had dick sizzles because you could hear a call and you thought it was dick dick sizzle sisle. and actually what it was was a sedge wren which can sound kind of similar to a dick sisle.
1: what's our next story <laughs>
0: Report your dick sissels into eBird, and eBird's now doing this really cool thing where you can uh, really identify whether or not birds are breeding. So use eBird. Let them know if you have any dick sizzle.
1: <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Next story.
0: Okay. Are you familiar with Kanook the Crow? No. The crow with the knife in its mouth.
1: Oh yes, I am. That familiar is Kanook the okay. Crow
0: of uh, Vancouver, and mm. if you if you aren't aware of Kanook, uh. It is a meme that's very Mm -hmm. popular with, you know, this crow. It has an orange band on it. And what makes the story even better is that it's not just a crow with a knife in its beak. It's a crow stealing a knife from a crime scene. Excellent. (laughs) So he's he's gained in a lot of popularity. He's uh, clearly been raised by humans in Vancouver. It's one of the reasons why. I'm I'm also very curious about, like, he's banded because I'm looking at it it's like, well, that's a zip tie on his leg. That's mm. not really an official band. Well, apparently Canuck has been getting into uh, some trouble because uh, mail is not being delivered in the neighborhood because he is attacking letter carriers. He's not oh, attacking no. them with the knife, but he's diving down at them and drawing blood. Uh, Canada- Gee,
1: many Christmas. Well,
0: it's a crow. Those those. Okay. Uh, don't you remember when we volunteered at the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center oh, and the yeah, no, laid I it on your head? That, like that shit hurt. Yeah. Canada Post spokeswoman uh, Darcia Kmet told the BBC, Unfortunately, our employees have been attacked and injured by a crow in that Vancouver neighborhood while attempting to deliver mail. So uh, mail delivery has been suspended to mm. three homes because it's unsafe because Canuck the Crow is attacking people.
1: Is he nesting there?
0: Well, it's tough to say because he's kind of imprinted on people. People okay. love him, but... Uh, you know he's being kind of a dick
1: i wonder if they're so what's the solution are they going to trap him and release him somewhere else or are they going to shoot him uh i don't think they're the going to
0: shoot him Uh, Right now, what they're saying is that we are monitoring the situation, and when delivering the mail to other residents, and delivering Mm -hmm. mail to other residents, if our employees believe it is safe to deliver to the Mm -hmm. uh, crow addresses, then they will do so. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you're interested in learning more about this particular crow, there is a Facebook group called Canook and I, Mm -hmm. and it chronicles the crow's exploits, uh, including all the injuries he's causing. Mm -hmm. So, um... Oh my gosh, and the guy who runs the Facebook group said it's been about two months since anyone has received mail where Canuck is attacking people.
1: Good Lord. That's a menace. I don't I'm I'm s I you know, I certainly love crows and I'm happy it has a name, but that's a that's that's a concern.
0: It's one of those things where you know you gain internet fame by being a crow stealing mm-hmm. a knife from a crime scene and I looking all bad ass. I face problem every day. And now it's like, oh, now you're stopping the mail delivery. That's kind of and a
1: attacking problem. people, which is the larger problem, and well, drawing blood. And
0: this is one of the reasons why you have to be very careful with mm. uh, wildlife rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Because imprinting is a thing. Mm -hmm. And when the birds get to a certain age, whether they sexually imprint on humans... Does someone
1: own this bird? Is this someone's...
0: I believe the Canuck and I... Oh. Is the guy that raised him.
1: So then That guy needs to be fined. Like, if I was the well, neighbor. This is
0: Canada. This is Vancouver. Things are different. I mean, they here. have
1: laws. It's a country, Sharon.
0: It is, but I mean, it's not the same. In... Canada is so easygoing.
1: I know I love birds, and I know you love birds far more than I do. If, like, I would be like, this guy needs to be sued. Like, you need to get this no, shit. No, in Canada, in line. everybody's
0: all like. Let's uh, let's 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 take this crow out to some Tim Hortons Where are and the, have uh, a Bavarian maple I'm cream. I'm so glad you said donuts. Tim Hortons
1: and not Tom Hortons. Where's the photo of uh, Justin Trudeau uh, shimmying up a tree to have a heart to heart with uh, Canuck the crow?
0: That would be really hot. It would be. All right. Wait, wait, wait! What's Justin Trudeau wearing? And is he carrying a knife? <laughs> he's wearing his a team? lumber.
1: He's dressed as a lumberjack. He's got the red. But color. see, I mean,
0: that's that's Canada. Here in the U.S., we would be like, this crow's attacking people, and you can't get your mail. We're gonna shoot it.
1: That's a sort of sensible solution. It's attacking. Okay, first, wait. This crow.
0: This crow is.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me, Miss Canada. Please <laughs> tell me how other countries. Are- I'm sorry. This animal is attacking people.
0: So, so oh wait, I'm sorry. Correction to
1: this story. It's not a crow. It's a bear. It's a bear. that's attacking It's not people. a bear. This is a Kenuk crow. The bear. Here's a story about Canuck the bear. It's attacking people and preventing the male and they're not really sure what to do. It's, Everybody it's loves it. It's cute them.
0: when a crow does it. It's it
1: like, is not cute when it's, a crow It's does like it.
0: sexual harassment. It's cute when a woman does it. If a it.
1: bird flew down and hit me on the head and drew blood, I'm going to fucking swing for that crow. <laughs> Just wear a helmet. Yeah. Duck. The famous But this is a very candidate, candidate We're response. We're just gonna monitor the situation.
0: You guys are okay with not getting your mail or going into town to the post office to pick up your mail so that way the knife wielding crow isn't gonna injure you.
1: Hey Sharon, I know you've been waiting for that freelance check. I can't we can't get the mail for a month because there's a crow out there.
0: You know what? That is an actual freelance excuse that I've heard <laughs> for not paying. I couldn't
1: me. deliver your I couldn't go out. I can't <laughs> mail your check, there's a crow outside.
0: <laughs> what are you, Tiger Oak publications? <laughs> and I have no problem saying that out loud because I'm not the only writer who's had an issue with Tiger Oak paying you. Within,
1: is that a... the son of Lion Oak and Tigra?
0: If only. <laughs> My favorite thing about Tiger Oak was like one of their editors asked me to write something. I was like, Yeah, you haven't paid me for the other two articles that were like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, I know it sucks. We're really, I used to write for Tiger Oak and like we don't pay you on time, but can you just write me this are you one? Sure, article? you want this
1: in the podcast?
0: Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I. Why am I going to write for someone who's not going to pay me for a year and a half after I write them an article? I am okay with this. I am okay. I see you making the sign. Okay.
1: okay What's the next story?
0: We're going to end on that one. Great. Bird
1: Chick Podcast number 224. If you want to talk to Sharon or send her legal notices, she is Sharon at BirdChick.com. Uh, You can find her on the Faces book, and she is occasionally on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter so much right now
0: because Twitter is so angry. But if you have questions that you would like us to answer in the podcast about birds or life advice, Sharon Mm -hmm. at birdchick.com.
1: I believe I just said that. All right, thank you very much. (laughs) Bye-bye.